You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. It's Building the Game with Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong. Building the Game, yeah, Building the Game. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday, January 29th, and you are listening to episode 296. That's right, 296. We are three episodes away from being able to uh, have our big, awesome 300th episode, which, you know, hopefully be big and awesome. It's going to be exciting. So, uh, yeah, Rob is still out of town this week uh, on, a, on a trip for work, having a great time, no doubt. Uh, and so last week, last week, uh, I brought on the worst guest ever, uh, which you guys remember was Matt Riddle. Now, this week, I decided to bring on what you guys would probably consider the second best guest ever. Uh, And I know I can get away with saying that because the first best guest was her son. Uh, So the second best guest ever um, and the uh, person with the uh, dubious honor of being a guest on the show who's not famous yet has still never listened to our podcast. It's my wife, Stephanie Slingerland. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. It's not true. I have listened to portions of the podcast. Specifically one episode, the one where your son was on. That is true. Yeah, true story. So, uh, well, I'll tell you what. So first off, starting, it's you're a lot better looking than Rob. So that's nice. Thank you. Staring across Uh, the uh, table. No, I was at the live recording at Gen Con. So I have listened to more than one podcast. That's true. You were. And then you told an embarrassing story about me. So thanks for that. Glad we decided to have you on again. I did. What yeah, did I tell? I'm not going to explain the embarrassing story. But you told an embarrassing story about me drinking too much. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So thanks for that. It was sure. pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That was the first ever live recording we did. So it was pretty cool. Oh, I see. I'm still, I'm still getting... Uh, I'm still getting questions tweeted for you, so this is going to be great. Oh, fantastic. Uh, And this was from my arch nemesis, Matt Riddle, so Lord help you. Who can even guess what he might ask? So, all right. So, since you don't understand how the show works, probably, I should probably explain to you what we're going to do here. Um, And for any new builders who don't understand how the show works, uh, you know, or the the ones who listen who are kind of slow... Here's here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk a little bit about not game stuff because people love when we talk about not game stuff on our game podcast. And I actually mean that honestly. They do for some reason. So we tend to do that. Uh, And then after that, uh, we're going to talk about our topic. And then after that, uh, Steph is going to pitch a game. I'm just kidding. She's giving me a death stare. Uh, Then uh, after that, uh, we are going to have builder questions that have been sent in for my wife uh, to answer. And some of them were probably mean about me. It would be my guess because... I know you guys, and that sounds like what you would do. So, all right. All right. So, hey, let's, uh, we usually talk about some, some TV stuff or something, you know, that we're, uh, you're not really big into the Marvel movies, and we don't want to talk about Star Wars, because Rob and I have just beaten that horse to death multiple times. Um, but I was thinking, uh, a show we've been watching a lot lately uh, has been Sherlock. Yes. Um, which I promised you you would like, and I think I did okay with that. Yes, I enjoyed it. <clears throat> but you can say what is embarrassing and sad to me about your feelings about the last season of the show because it, it lines up with Rob's feelings about the last season of the it's show. true. I am aligned with Rob Couch on the last <laughs> season of the show. I did not enjoy it as I enjoyed the first seasons. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he's a big hater of that. So I was I was very I really wanted you on my side. But yeah, I didn't have hate for it in my heart. <laughs> 
Um, but it, I did not enjoy it as much as the right. first seasons. It sort of broke from the tradition of the go out and solve a case kind of thing. And there's some other craziness and I just did not enjoy it as well. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I can see that. I, I mean, it wasn't, I certainly don't think it was as good as the other seasons. I feel like <clears throat> sometimes TV shows would be like, we're going to do something different this season, right? And sometimes that really pays off and other times, but most of the time, right? It's usually not great, right? I, I feel like when TV shows say we're going to have a big departure this season, we're like... Yeah, if a series gets to the point where they're saying, we need to have a big departure, perhaps it's time for you to say, we should not have the show on the air anymore. That's true. That is, I don't disagree with you on that. I would say that Sherlock might be an exception to that, that if they could just keep doing cases and it would probably still be fun. Yes. If so, they were to bring it back for another season and did more case solving, right? I would enjoy that. <clears throat> Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, and we won't spoil anything, but yeah. So the last season, I'd be interested to hear what builders thought about that too. Um, I still think it was a good show, but yeah, not the show kind of peaked in season two. I think that was the big Moriarty season and it kind of, kind of peaked there. I feel like, and everything after that was kind of, uh, just not as good. So I guess downhill. Now you're, you, you have a, your favorite show, which I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess that a lot of builders don't watch, but some of them, I, I do. Um, your your probably favorite show right now, I would say, is The Crown. Is that, would that you agree with accurate. that? Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> I'm a big fan of the Royals. She's. I will say it. I will own it. <laughs> it's true. A big, big fan of the Royals. I was invited to a sleepover today for the Royal Wedding. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I think I'm, I think I'd be interested in that. <laughs> Because the royal wedding, I'm sure, is going to take place. Like, no, this is the this is for for people who don't know or don't care. This is uh, Harry and Meghan Markle. Meghan. Oh, see, I was close. I remembered Harry. Um, so, uh, and I actually knew her last name was Markle. I just can't remember her first name. Because um, that's going to be like in the middle of the night, right? Because they're on British time or UK time or whatever they call that over there. Yes. Yeah. So that would probably be. Well, it depends what time of day it is. If it's sort of afternoonish, that would be morning time for us. Ah, uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I can see that. Um, I think we actually have some builders uh, from uh, from the UK. So I'm curious if they're as interested in the royals as you are. Well, from what I've <clears throat> heard, and they can verify this, the country <laughs> basically shuts down for a wedding of that caliber. Really? Really? Wow. I can't imagine. I mean, like, America doesn't shut down for, like, anything. Well, there like, are certain things we shut down for. <laughs> oh, ah, oh, that, see, good, good work, honey. Uh, that was actually completely unplanned. Wow, I literally walked right into that. That's pretty good. Yes. Currently, the government is shut down, I think, or did they vote today to reopen? Uh, I think they voted today to reopen. For, like, a couple weeks or something? Yeah. Yeah. America, we're, we're doing it right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's embarrassing. You Listeners in other countries, it's embarrassing. Uh, listeners in this country, it's it's still embarrassing, actually. Uh, and Rob and I have spoken at length about our feelings about all of this crud that's happening. Um, so I have the, the, back to the crown, though, I have to say, like watching it, um, I went into it. You know, you said oh, I really want to watch this, really want to watch this, and I was like, that's got the guy from Doctor Who in it. I'll 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 check it out, and it's a legitimate good show. Like even like I don't I don't care about the royals, not even a little bit. Um, but I'm interested in the royals, like. 
watching that show like that those things like the fact that what we're watching is mostly true yeah uh, i mean it's all true it's just some of it is a little dramatic <laughs> right yes. but um but yeah it's a it's a very well written show um that covers some very interesting time periods in in the world history uh from the british perspective which is is kind of neat right mm-hmm. we've seen like a thousand shows from the american perspective so yeah yes it enjoys things i uh, or it combines things that I enjoy, royals and history. All the one, fun stuff in one show. In one show, so yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, and a little bit of salaciousness. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Yeah, <clears throat> they get some decent, like some decent actors on there. People who've been in other things and stuff. Um, Helena Bottom Carter is going to be in it next season. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how season three goes because I've become very attached to the actors that portrayed the royal family in seasons one and two right but the creators have said that as the queen and family ages rather than aging the current actors they're going to get new actors that are more along the age line of that time that they're portraying right so there's a whole new cast for season three so it'll be very interesting because they've become very attached to certain actors and actresses but I'm willing to give it a chance. It a the chance. writing is phenomenal. So it is, it is. And they've picked really good, at least those that they've confirmed are good actors for season three. So Yeah, no, and I it that's interesting for a TV show where you don't really see that happen very often where third season comes and they fire all of the actors and hire all new actors because they replaced everyone to make yeah. it so that it wasn't odd, that it was just all new people. I'd be interested to see if at some point if they did flashbacks to call back older, char- younger characters. That would be interesting <clears throat> because they have done some flashback stuff. Right. In so, the season. I vote for that. I would that love would that. That would be interesting. Especially, you know, if like three seasons from now when they've got another cast in there and they're doing flashbacks to the first season stuff. That'd be pretty sweet, actually. I think people would be excited about that. I would be excited about that. So, yeah. All right. So... That's probably enough Royals talk, I would guess. I'm very excited about season four. Season four? Well, yes, because season three takes place in the 70s, which means that season four would take place in the 80s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when Charles and Diana got married. Right, right. That's when that's when the Royals got like crazy. I don't know. Princess Margaret, she was kind of... I meant like, sorry, I was thinking like crazy famous. Yes, Princess Margaret, as we've seen, was crazy just in yes. general. Yeah. She liked to party. She did. A lot. Um, all right. Well, hey, so we're going to talk about a topic tonight. Um, and uh, we wanted to talk about, uh, we're going to actually talk about a couple things. Um, because I, I like to find when we have a guest, either have them bring a topic or, or you know, in your case, I wanted to find a topic that I thought was a topic you'd be comfortable talking about, right? Um, <clears throat> so... So a couple things. I want to think I'm going to reverse it from what we talked about. So first, I, I want to kind of talk about the types of games you like. Um, and uh, and trust me, this this makes sense this way. Uh, the types of games you like, the types of games you don't like, and kind of kind of why. Um, I, I would categorize you just for the builders as a casual gamer uh, who likes a little bit of strategy, but is more concerned with having a good time than winning. Um, Unless you're playing me, uh, then I feel like you're more concerned with winning. Is that is it that a fair assessment? It depends on the game. If, yeah, that's true. If you've won a lot, 
<laughs> then it becomes a challenge. <clears throat> And right, I must right. defeat you. Yeah, I don't know if the builders remember that, but I did talk to them about our Splendor uh, yes, rivalry Splendor. for a while. <laughs> we haven't played that in a while. We should yeah, play we that should again. Play it again. We could beat you some more, but um, it's not true. Actually, it's become pretty pretty even now. So I got a head start. I played it more often, and then I played the app a ton and got really good at it. Uh, I did a lot of app practicing <laughs> yes. myself to yeah. finally defeat you. You can play the game so fast on the app. It's brilliant. Um, that's, that's one of the games where the app really translate the game. Well, I feel like, cause some games, eh, not so much, but that one really does. All right. So, so what, um, what are some games you really enjoy? Let's, let's start with that. Well, I think still one of my favorite, more strategic games would be Settlers of Catan. Yep. Yep. I think that's the game that sort of opened my gaming world to other different types of games than you know what you would normally think of like monopoly or ooh those other games right, you probably right, don't right. talk about on this show um so i i still enjoy that game we actually haven't played that in a long time either we but, have not you're right um some of the newer games that you've introduced that i've enjoyed patchwork has been very good mm-hmm um, Splendor, of course, which we right. just talked about. What was that game? I was with the round tiles. Came with the and round. you like matched patterns. I'm really, really sorry to the person who designed this game. I'm not good <laughs> with with the names. It was like flowers and birds. Oh, Sakatsu, Sakatsu. Yes, that one. That one's so, good. Don't worry. It's not like the designers listen to the show. They do, but um. So uh, <laughs> I really like your game. I just don't remember the name. Yeah, that's uh, Matt Loomis and uh, and uh, um, Isaac Shalev, uh, two of our really good friends. Uh, and that, yeah, that Saikatsu is a game. They they won't be upset. We've talked about the game a ton of how much we love it. Um, but no, you really you really enjoyed Saikatsu. It was one of those games where I said, if you like Splendor, you will like this game. And then you did. Yes. So um, I had to play it though. <clears throat> yeah. 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 It's a game, just looking at it's tough, right? Yeah, and I'm not the type of person that has patience for listening to rules. Right, right, right. So if it gets too complicated with the rules, I it turns me off a little bit. I'm a, you sort of have to play it to get into it. Mm-hmm. And that one, once you started playing it, it was pretty easy to pick up on. Right, right. And those are the kinds of games that I like. Once you start playing it, it's easy to pick up on, and then I'm in. Right, right, right. If you play it and it's too complicated, <clears throat> then no, I'm out. Right. No, and I know I when I'm trying. So, so I'm I'm sure other builders um, who who play with a spouse, whether it's playing with your husband or playing with your wife or whatever, um, if if they're more of a casual gamer than you are, you you try to be selective, right? Like there are games that I love that I'll never try and get you to play because you're going to hate them, right? And I know that, and that's cool. Like I, So I avoid that. Um, other games that I know that you've really enjoyed that I'm looking at on our shelf over there are Camel Up, uh, Dominion. Citadels. Citadels, yep. We haven't played Dominion in forever, by the way, like like years. Stone Age is yes, another one you really liked. Yes, I was liked. thinking of that too, yeah. Um, that's Stone Age is about as Euroy as you get, which I know Stone Age isn't yeah. like real Euroy, but theme wise and stuff, I think it falls into that category. Um, What's that game that we used to play with the cows? K- 
came that we the used? The skinny cows and the fat cows. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lawless. Yes, uh, which I like that game. Uh, Bruno Cathala's first game. Uh, and yeah, I love, love, love that game. That's a game we haven't played in a long time, and it's out of print, um, and we happen to have a copy of it. Uh, um, but that's that's a really good one. Uh, Phantom of the Opera is another game we've played many times that we've enjoyed. Uh, Four Taverns uh, yes, was one you I liked. Yes, I enjoy that one, too. Um, and Dwarven Minor also yeah. by... Um, Four Taverns also by uh, Rather Dashing Games. Uh, those are both those are both really good ones. Um, <laughs> I was... This is a slightly embarrassing story about you, but it was funny, so I'm oh, going to tell great. it. Uh, I'm looking at the games on the shelf. You were like, uh, you were like Garden Dice. We haven't played that game in a long time. We should play it. And I said, honey, we've literally never played that game. And you <laughs> said, oh, it was Castle Dice. And I said, nope, we've never played that either. Um, which is too bad. Castle Dice actually is a game I've always wanted to play. Uh, but frankly, I wasn't sure uh, if you would like it or not. It's a long game. Uh, it goes over an hour, possibly. At least an hour, possibly over. But you're basically rolling dice and building things with the dice. Um, so It has yeah. to be a pretty captivating game if I'm going to play for more than an hour. Right. And, and the same for me, too. Uh, and Rob and I are both both pretty much like that. Uh, we're not big fans of games that last more than an hour. D- certain circumstances, we can be. Um, again, if it's really getting you in, but like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly competitive as the builders know, and I know, you know, um, so sometimes if I'm playing a game and like we play for over like two hours, we play a game and then I lose like, and the game wasn't super fun. Like I'm pretty pissed about those two hours that I just lost. Um, and and so is everyone around you. (laughs) My wife is super nice to me, uh, on my show. Uh, it's cool. Um, yeah, Sushi Go is another game you also yes, really like. Yes, I enjoy so, Sushi Go. Um, so what a lot of those games have in common are they're pretty easy to learn. I, I know there are times when I'm teaching a game where I'll be like, just stick with me. I promise. Yeah. It sounds complicated, but it is not complicated. Um, you know, and, so when I design games, uh, you are one of the things I have in mind um, because I like fairly casual games with catchy themes. So I'll say to myself, like, would Steph enjoy this game? Um, and water balloon washout is one that we've had a lot of fun playing. You really like playing on real estate. Um, so I, I try to, that's, that's kind of a, that helps me as a designer to have a spouse that wants to play games, but, but doesn't want to play things overly complex. Cause it forces me to ask myself, what would Steph think of this game? Like, would she struggle with the rules on this or would she get it? Um, would she hate the theme? Um, and I, I, I usually work with quirky themes because, um, I like quirky themes, but I also know casual gamers are some of them. Uh, we used to play with Beth and Bill a lot, uh, two of our good friends. And uh, I, I was saying like, uh, there's a game called Sentinels in the Multiverse. And I think you maybe played it once and you thought it was okay. This was a long time ago. But like I, I, I've said before, like I could never bring that game over there, even though they would like that game. They'd be like, oh, it's about superheroes. I don't care about that. Right. Because um, the theme just doesn't click for them. Right. And that's. That's so important. I feel like, like, I mean, how much, I guess, well, maybe I'm overstating. How much do you think about a theme when somebody shows you a game? Like, can the theme be a big enough turn on or turn off to not want to play a game? It could be. Um, if it's something I'm really not, don't have a an affinity for. Superheroes, maybe. I'm thinking like, anime or something like that right. it wasn't really my cup of tea right 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 yeah yeah those yeah. kinds of things but to me it's more about once you start playing it if if i enjoy the mechanics of playing the game 
than necessarily the theme. Right, right, right. Yep. No, that's fair. I think theme probably is kind of more of a turn off than a turn on for you, right? Like if it's if it's a theme where you're like, that sounds terrible, yeah. you're not going to want to play it. But if it's at least, but if it's like, oh, wow, this, the- well, I guess if the theme was the Royals, you'd probably be really excited. But like, this is about the crown. Well, I mean, I like <clears throat> when the theme like clearly comes to life in the game, like Camel Up is a classic example of that yep. because you're literally stacking the camels on top of one another. Right, so right. that's cool. Um, Camel Up also has the pyramid right. with the dice. Um, and Settlers of Catan, obviously, you're getting resources to build things. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think there's much that you've given to me where I've been like completely, like, ah, I don't want that theme sounds silly to me. Right. I don't want right. to try that. That's fair. That's fair. I generally trust your opinion. If you think I'm going to like a game, you know me pretty well by right. now. And I'm not always right, but I, I, I've never had you play a game and you're like, I hate this game. The, one of the closest probably, though, was um, The Amazing Labyrinth. You did not like that game, and I thought you would I like that game. I must not have, because I don't even remember playing it. I must have blocked it out. <laughs> so that was the game where you were tr- you had a card, and it had a picture of an item on it, and then you had your dude, and the whole board was like all these uh, hallways and stuff, and you would push one thing, and it would like slide all the hallways to make new paths, and then you'd move as far as you wanted to on the path, and then stop. You really don't remember it? No, I really you, don't. You hated it because like the first time we played it, you I had played it a few times and you hadn't and you played it and you're like, I don't get this. And I, I want to say you got like one item and I got like 15 because again, I'd played the game. I got the mechanics of it. And for you, it just felt like. And if I didn't get <clears> it right <throat> away, then I like I said, I'm right, out. Right. And the rules of that game are super simple, but um, it can be kind of brain burny really trying to look at the board and say okay what's the yeah i don't have patience so, for that yeah. honestly i bet our son would josiah would be really good at that game he's really good with mazes he is very good with yeah. mazes i, I should, am not i should make him play that my brain doesn't so, work that way yeah he gets that from me i'm pretty decent at mazes not i honestly think he's probably at his age he is better at mazes he's than amazing i ever was at puzzles. Yeah. i mean he's yeah. been doing puzzles since he was one so yeah it's true i like bragging about our kid it's cool you know and you're like nice about it. Rob's just like, yeah, yeah, he's 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 cool. So just kidding. Rob loves our kids. Um, all right. So um, so that was kind of the first part of our topic here. So kind of kind of setting up what games you like, um, and, and kind of the way you like. And so so really, what I'm hearing is, as a casual gamer, if a game is too uh, heavy on the upload of getting ready to play the game and understanding the game, that probably isn't going to be a game for you. Um, but one thing I really want to compliment you for that some other casual gamers I've seen aren't okay with is you will try that game once you may like, you'll, you'll trust the judgment of someone who says, I think you'll like this and you'll give it a try. And then you'll give your honest thoughts and, you know, I don't think I want to play that again, or it was just okay. Um, where I've seen some other casual gamers who are like, you know what? That's not my thing. I'm not even going to try it. Um, and I think sometimes you can dismiss games out of hand, right? That said, I've seen, um, more hardcore gamers do the same thing with a game that appears to be a casual game based on theme, uh, but actually could be a game that they really like strategically or something. Um, but they don't see it because of the theme, you know. So, so I think that goes both ways. Um, I also enjoy a good party game. 
That is true. Yes. Oh, so Monikers is actually That's, a yeah <coughs> is, a very good game. Um, is probably our favorite party game right now. I would say I know yeah. it's mine. Um, we don't own it. Uh, some friends of ours have it, and uh, I, we did a whole little bonus episode where I talked about it. But you know, the idea is it's a lot like the game Times Up. I've been told uh, uh, where you've got cards uh, and use the same cards to try and get people to guess what's on the cards. They're famous people, something like that. Um, and uh, the first round, you uh, uh, can say anything you want. You can even read the text on the card, which I think is super duper clever. So if you look at something, I have no idea what this is. You can just read the text on the card. There's like an explanation that's legal and it'll take you forever. But people might be able to get it based on that. The second round, you do a um, you do uh, one word. You can say one word and the person has to get it. You can keep saying that word with different inflections, different faces, uh, and then the last one is just gestures. You can just do some gestures, uh, and it says sound effects are illegal, are legal as long as they're not you know crazy. Um, and uh, you do that with the th- same three sets of cards. Uh, and I actually think it gets easier, right? Every round, it kind of feels like it gets easier, uh, even though you get less information. As long as you can remember what the clues were. Right, 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 right. Um, <clears throat> So I think one of my favorite things about that game, and you, she's she's making she's giving me a dirty look, uh, was uh, <laughs> Julian Assange. Julian Assange. So that uh, so the, the the answer was uh, Julian Assange. <laughs> uh, and uh, I don't. Were you giving the clue? Were you guessing? I was <laughs> guessing, and I don't know what was happening in my brain. Too much wine, perhaps. <laughs> but I said Julian Assange. <laughs> and uh yeah and uh now so, i'll never live it down no because there were there were several of us there uh from our friend group and uh now we say that all the time just to just to mock you so it's okay Juliana watch and correct me if I'm wrong you picked that card right you would actually put that card I in the did. deck yeah i so did that made it even better Oh, that made it even better. So uh, tell your friends, Juliana Swange. I, I did tell her, though. Uh, I did tell her that it's okay when you when you say something stupid like that because it can turn into gold. Like, uh, you know, as we know from the Flip the Table podcast, uh, that the word bants came from somebody saying something stupid in a game. I think it was uh, Professor Laser Books said that. And now it's like a big funny thing. Like, bants, it's a great word. It means awesome. It means it's the best, right? Um so I don't know that Julian Assange is going to have can, that same uh, life cycle, but I don't uh, think so. you know, uh, but at least it's a way that our friends can can make fun of you. Uh, and so every time we pull out monikers, we all start laughing and talking about that. So Julian Assange, yeah, yeah, yeah. He works for Wacky Leaks, right? So that's, <laughs> You're funny. I no. know, I know. It's my show. Um, so, anyways, all right. But so one of the things, so party games, yes. Uh, and uh, and if you're embarrassed by that, that's your fault because you brought up party games. Uh, so good work on there. Um, I did it on purpose because I knew it was going <laughs> to come up at some point. So I just thought I'd put it right out there. <clears throat> well, thank you. See, she, you're awesome. Um, so one of the fam- games are very important to our family, right? Yeah. Um, I have sought out at Gen Con so many different kids games. We love Haba games, especially. Yes. Uh, but you also, you know, are always on the lookout for, oh, look at this game. I think you found Moose Caboose, which has been a big hit in our family of late. Um, Feed the Kitty. I think I found that one. Yeah. Too. Yeah, you did. You did. And Feed the Kitty is also a fantastic game. You also have that uh, Partner Roundup game, which we haven't been able to play yet. We need to do that. Yeah. Um, we're always looking for games that our kids can play right now. They're five and three, um, but they're 
they're both advanced when it comes to games because we've been playing games for so long mm-hmm. um to where like our three-year-old laurel she can hold her own in you know some games we give her some help if she's not sure but i mean she plays on her own as a as an yeah. individual playing the game rather than uh sitting with someone else uh she just needs some tips sometimes um hoot owl hoot is another one that's a big uh yes. fan with our kids uh so we we found we weren't making enough time to play games, right? Because it's hard yeah. um, to to make good times to play games. Uh, and then you had an idea, which was we should start doing a family game night. Um, and so we've done it a few times now on Sundays, right? Uh, where basically everybody picks one game, and then we sit down and uh, we play all those games. Um, and somehow I think Josiah turned it into a competition. Uh, so we got a sweet trophy, uh, which I'll put a picture of uh, in the show notes. Uh, of a super like it looks like an Oscar except for the guy's wearing a cape and he's a superhero I'm not sure why uh, but when I saw that it was like the kids are gonna love that and they do and whoever wins that week gets to put that in their room um, and uh, yeah and we've only had the trophy for the last couple times we've played um, but uh, but the kids really enjoy that and yeah. it, uh, it it gives us an opportunity to sit down and play the games that we haven't played um, or some of the ones we have but I do think the last two times we've played almost all different games, haven't we? Yeah. So, um, so that's been a big, that's been a, a big, uh, a big deal because it gets us playing games we haven't normally played. Um, so how do you, how do you feel about the the family game night and how it's going and uh, and all of that? Well, I think it's great. Um, not only for the whole like family togetherness thing. Um, <laughs> family togetherness thing. You know. Um. Actually, I, I will say uh, Jason Katarski often posted about yep. th- the family game nights that he does with his family. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, they're such a cool family. Like, maybe we can be that cool. Oh, my gosh. Don't make him feel better about hey, that. Hey, Jason's my pal. <laughs> He's a good guy. Um. Anyway, but there's a lot of things that are, you know, beyond just the being together as a family and all of that kind of stuff, you know, like I think about um, our son in particular needing to learn patience. So it's good for him in waiting patiently for his turn and that whole appropriate turn taking thing. Um, Obviously there's the strategy component and, you know, having their brains think in a little bit more strategic way. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think that um, I had something and I don't remember what I was going to say. Uh, well, I can throw something in. Uh, I think it teaches them how to lose, which Thank is nice. Thank you. That's actually nice. what I was going to say. Um, yes, about how being good sports and yep. encouraging right. others. Um, and we even had a good experience the last time we played because... Uh, was it Laurel was going to get the trophy again? Yeah. <laughs> yes. The youngest was going to win the trophy again. Um, and like legit win the trophy too. Yeah. She did really well. Um, and Josiah was sad about that. And she was kind and said that. He could have the trophy. He, he got second, second place, place by one point. Yes. It was very close. <clears throat> um, we got schooled by our kids. We did. Like yeah. Monza, man. Josiah just like. Yeah. He is. He is the king of Monza. Like he's gotten really good at the game, um, you know. We used to help him out. Now he just does no, his own thing. His so thing. every once in a while, he'll be like, "Oh, I can't go," 
He's like, because they don't have this clone. I'm like, no, look, it's over here. And then he's like, oh, okay. And then he just makes his little pattern out. It's it's quite impressive how well he does with that. I think my favorite game that we're playing right now is Tiny Park. Oh, Tiny Park is which amazing. Which is actually a lot like Patchwork, but um, yep. just a little bit different. It's a little, it's bit, a little more freeform to make it a little yeah, so it's easier. Simpler for younger players. But I really enjoy that game. Yep, And that game can be a little punishing, right? I mean, like... Yeah, if you don't get a good roll for several turns, like, you know, you can really fall behind quickly right. in that game. Right, right. Yeah, and they, um, you know, that's where one of the things the kids... Um, what's cool about the kids is they're happy with getting any piece. So, like, yeah. we a lot of times can say, okay, save this one. And then keep rolling the rest of these. And worst case, they get the single piece, right, that's out there. Um, and they're honestly, like, just as happy with that piece as they are with the biggest piece. Because they got a piece. That's what matters, right? You got a piece. So, um, we know, that is a really good game for teaching puzzly stuff, too, for yeah. how to put stuff together. And uh, um, and they're, they're very big fans. They request that one a lot now. That was a Christmas thing, right? Santa brought that, right? I think Santa brought Tiny Park? Pretty sure he did. Maybe. I don't yeah, remember. So... I also like the cooperative games we play, like right. the, um, is it Tiny Orchard or Orchard? Tiny, uh, My First Orchard My First by Haba, yep. yeah. Um, that's a good game, too, because we're all working together towards a similar goal. Yep, yep. Yeah, I think our kids will be, like, you know, in a couple of years, I think we'll be able to start teaching them, like, Forbidden Island and stuff. Yeah. Where we work together. Hoot Owl Hoot uh, by Peaceable Kingdom. That That is, um, that was Quimby uh, yeah. shaking. Hi, Quimby. Yeah. Thanks for being here and making noise. Well, he's my dog, so, so he's yes. here with us. Yes, he's he sitting next to Steph. Um, so, uh, Hoot Owl Hoot is another really good game. That's, uh, I said, Peaceable Kingdom. They make... Uh, a lot of uh, all of the games they make are co-op games and they're all like recycled materials in that jazz, which is really neat. Um, but that is a co-op game where you're trying to get owls to a nest before sunrise. And uh, I've talked about it before. It's it's like a legit good game. Like I've solo played it before. Um, and if you play it correctly, it's, it's actually pretty difficult. Um, I actually cheat a little bit when we play with the kids. I take out some of the bad cards just so that we usually, usually we have like a death defying win, like right before sunrise and it's fantastic and everybody's really excited. Um, but yeah, uh, that's a really good one though too. Yeah. I'm excited too. So I loved playing games with my dad when I was a kid. That's some of my mm-hmm. fondest memories. Um, so I also am excited that we're building those memories with our kids and to sound all cheesy and sentimental, but um so I love that he, Josiah's getting into some of the games that were my favorites when I was a kid, like Battleship. He loves um, some Battleship. He loves some Battleship. Uh, Guess Who. Yep, yep. Um, I'm excited. Uh, we haven't played Shoots and Ladders with him yet. He's played it before at school, I think, but we haven't right. played it with him. Candyland. Um, when we can teach him Clue, like, oh boy, I'm so excited Clue for that. will be pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about that. Uh, and the first game we got to teach him to play was my favorite game as a kid, which was Don't Break the Ice. Yes, I, we so, played that a lot too. Yeah, we still play that. Now yeah. Laurel has her own version with a penguin instead of that dude in the middle, uh, which is actually works a little better. The newer it's version is... It's a bit is, sturdier. The new version, yeah. I'm impressed how much sturdier it is actually. So so I, um, I love having our, our family game nights. Um, I do think... It's something we can do more often. 
Yeah, right now we're doing we're trying to do it about once a week, but um What are you doing? Oh. You're distracting me with Legos. Okay, yeah. So Rob just probably chuckled. So Rob and I the whole time we're talking, we're a lot of times we're actually playing with Legos because they're just sitting here in front of us and we can't help ourselves. Uh, I picked up Justin Hammer and uh, his shoulder pad fell off. So, yeah. But no, we, we would like to do the games more often uh, if we could. That would be great. But once a week, if we can, is, is pretty nice. Um, it lets us cycle through the games too. Re- reduces some of my guilt of how many games I've bought. Yes, it's true. So I actually have a stack of games of like 15 games probably. I don't know, 10 to 15 games that I'm going to go turn into the local game store and see what kind of money they'll give me for them. I'm going to bet you that stack, I will get 50 bucks or less for it. That's my guess. There's, you're not getting $50 for that stack. The one thing I have going in my is the bottom game, which I actually won't mention, uh, is a Kickstarter game that I've never opened, uh, which is why I won't mention it. But it's the Kickstarter edition. It's sealed and it's like a $60 game. So... Fingers crossed. Spoiler alert, it's Saloon Tycoon. It's not, but uh, that was a joke. Um, yeah, anyway, so, yeah. So you're selling them where? To Fanfare. Oh, uh, well, okay, maybe then. So th- and I'll ask for store credit, too. doing it like a different... No, no, I'm going to take them to Fanfare and ask for store credit, so... Because okay. I had that gift certificate from Christmas, so I thought I'd combine that, and then I'd just buy some big game, so... You th- should take Josiah. Oh, to pick out a game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could do that. It won't be as cool as when he saw your game on the shelf. Yeah, he was really stoked the day we went in there and he saw my game. Yeah, that was pretty exciting for him and for me because, you know. We still have to play the game I got you for Christmas, like last year. Which one? Machi Koro. Yeah. Yeah, no, we've never played that. We really should because it's, it's, everybody tells That's me That's the other it's really thing we're game. really bad about. We keep saying we're going to have like, put the kids to bed and then play games. And then right. by the time they are in bed, we're usually like. Let's watch TV. Let's watch some Netflix. Yeah. We are pretty bad about that. So cool. So um anything else you want to say about family game nights? I don't No? I don't think so. Okay. We're, so we're gonna supplement our conversation with a bonus episode uh this week. Um and that bonus episode will be Josiah and Laurel giving uh totally them. I will not be on the show at all. One hundred percent them. Uh and they are gonna talk about uh the family game night and how much they like it. Uh or, or maybe they hate it, but no, they they like it. So uh they're gonna talk about that. Uh, it'll be Laurel's debut on the podcast. Uh, yeah. So look for that bonus episode. Uh, it'll probably be fairly short, like their attention span. So, uh, yeah. All right. So moving on now, uh, to the last segment of the show, you've made it all the way to the last segment of the show, All right. which could be the easiest or hardest segment of the show. I'm honestly not sure. Um, so, (laughs) all right, let's start, let's start with the bad ones. So Rob submitted a question. Uh, Rob couched it because he's a jerk like that. Now, Rob, I'm going to reword your question because it's not it's not very good. Um, and uh, so, Rob, I, I think you'll be okay with the way I'm rewording your question. Uh, but I want the audience to really understand what the core is of what you're asking. So, so Steph, <clears throat> we're going to do this. On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being really bad, 10 being... No, it's great. How much would you like me to shave my beard? I, like I completely shave it yeah, off? Sh- that's what Rob said. He re- yeah. So Like a three. Like a three? Yeah, no, don't shave it off. Okay. Hear that, Rob? She likes the beard. Rob said, and I quote, because I bet she wants that 
to come off. <laughs> so. No, I actually like the beard. I think it um, it ages you well. Oh, yeah. Hear that, Rob Couch? Yeah. Anyways. Do not ever go clean shaven again. No, I've done that before, and I look like I'm five, and I don't <laughs> like it. So also makes my face look kind of round. Uh, so... So I did like the thin beard that you had for a while. Oh, the the chin strap beard. Yeah, that was too hard to maintain, and also I don't think that's really in style anymore. No, it's not. So, yeah. So, I I don't like it when it gets bushy. Right when I yeah. when it gets too bushy, I don't like that. You need to keep it well trimmed. So there was a trick that I did with the beard. I've always wanted to have a beard like I have right now. Um, and I've told Steph this story, so this isn't news to her. She may have forgotten, so maybe she's going to get mad at me. I don't know, but um, I always wanted to have a beard, and she didn't want me to have a beard. So I grew a goatee and she was like, oh, I like the goatee. That's cool. And then I grew the chin strap beard uh, and she was like, oh, that's that's not bad. That's not bad. And then I grew like the Unabomber beard and she was like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. Can you just just trim it short? And I was like, yeah, sure. Done. And now she loves the beard. So really, I just slowly worked you into liking the beard. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, also, I couldn't grow a beard till I was what, like twenty five, yeah, probably. It was, so it was super patchy. It was embarrassingly so late in life that it, you were able it to was. grow a beard. It's incredibly embarrassing. Uh, I'm a late bloomer. So, um, all right, question here from Matt Riddle. Oh Lord, I don't even fully understand why he's asking this question. Uh, but I said, "Got anybody questions for my wife?" This was his response: "Why? Why you? Who is the father?" So. I don't know how you're going to answer that, but, <coughs> and then someone else suggested that might be a better question for an episode of Maury. <laughs> <clears throat> no, no Maury going on here. Yeah. You hear that? There's Matt enough Riddle? of that going on in other parts of our family. Family. We're actually the pretty normal ones. We are. Um, but why you, um, I don't know. It's been so long. Do I even remember <laughs> anymore? <laughs> Could have been because I had that 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 sweet, sweet skater Prince hair, Valiant yeah, the flip. Prince Valiant flipped hair, or the skater hair. It was very. I was very grunge when we met, and you were like, "Whoa, that's so hot!" He has a wallet chain. It's pretty exciting for yeah. you. Well, I mean, I had gone to a private school up until eighth grade, and that was my first year at public school. And you were very different than. Hear that, folks? Very other. different. Yeah. I don't know if I'd say that's a good thing or a bad thing. but well, at the time, you thought it was good. I guess it worked out since, you know, it's how many years later and we're still together. What's the math on that? 23? Uh, 1995 we got together, so it's 2018, so yeah, 23. It'll be 23 years this year. That is correct. All right, so the next question we have here is from uh, Julio Nazario. Um, not Julian, but Julio. <laughs> <laughs> Nazario, not a swange, but uh, Julio is a, a super cool dude who uh, he's got a great question here. So uh, <clears throat> he has actually two great questions here. What level of support have you given Jason since he started board game design? All the support ever. <laughs> How involved have you been in the process? I think of what he's asking. No, I've been pretty involved. You're sort of I'm sort of your first sounding board Mm -hmm. i don't know i'm always a great sounding board i mean you said that um you think of me when you design games because i'm more of the casual gamer but um 
I'm not, like I said earlier, I'm not patient with rules. So when you try to describe games to me, like, oh, I have this great idea for a game and it's this and blah, blah, blah. And I just hear like Charlie Brown, womp, 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 (laughs) because like I can't visualize it in my head until you actually make a prototype of it and show it to me. Um, so, but I'm always willing to try out your games. Mm -hmm. I, I think, I hope I'm supportive in that way. I'm also, you're probably one of your toughest critics. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. People Um, are like, don't show that to your wife. She won't be honest. And I'm like, (laughs) you're stupid. You have no idea. I'm pretty brutally honest. It's true. Well, and it's not fair for me to just be like all sunshine and roses. No, I don't want that. I don't want that. So, uh, yeah. I want to be, I'm a realist, as I like to say. You don't always call me that. Well, and you you know for me that I don't want to be working on something that's not worthwhile. So if you can head me off the pass and say, I don't think this is the game, like, that's good to know, right? Because now there are times where I'll disagree with you and say, "Mm, I can say, you know what? This isn't Steph's game. I get why she doesn't like it, but I think there's something here. Um, where other times, uh, you know, you'll say that and I'll think, yeah, she's, she's right. But I've always been pretty supportive of all your creative endeavors. It's true. Yeah. This takes a lot less time than, than feature films. So. Yes. And it's a lot less hassle for me too. <laughs> also costs us a lot less money. to cook food for a lot of people yeah. and that kind of thing. Yes. Hundreds of people. Good times. You were awesome for that. She cooked a lot of food for a lot of people voluntarily. I had a partner in that yes, endeavor that yes. helped. Uh, so the, his second part of the question is, uh, have you ever considered uh, the thought of joining the board game design hobby? No, I would not be good at that. Like I said, if I, if I can't even visualize the game that he's describing to me, I can't think of it on my own. I don't. My brain doesn't work that way. That is fair. But I'm happy to try out your games at any point that you would need me to do that. So this is from our Discord channel. Uh, thank you, people who use our Discord channel. We very much appreciate that. Uh, best way to get a hold of us is on the Discord channel. Uh, also, best way to get a hold of Neil Roberts, because he's always on there, because he's the man, and he's always on there answering questions and doing stuff, because he is our best pal. Uh, all right, so this first one comes from Ray Miller. Ray Miller, the uh, winner of the Not Trump contest with the with the catch. Love Ray Miller. Uh, Ray, if you're hearing this and you don't have your prizes yet, I promise they're coming soon. Um, <clears throat> yes, all right. How have your lives changed since the start of building the game? So building the game started in 2012 in July, I think. No, uh... June. June of 2012 is when they started. So is that question like what has changed in our lives because of building the game? <clears throat> uh, he doesn't say that, but uh, that's, I guess that's probably a good way to answer it. Um, well, I think that your passion for game design has grown obviously exponentially since then. You've met like a really great network of people and... Mm-hmm. Um, You've published games since that time. Um, We're rich now, right, from my game design mm, endeavors? Yeah, that's that's not true. (laughs) Um, Any game designer just for that thought, BS. 
Um, yeah, so I think a lot has changed. Certainly our collection of games has grown exponentially since you've started building the game and become more and more engaged in the gaming <laughs> true. space. Uh, his next question is, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this based on the answer to the previous question, but do you have any game ideas burning in your brain? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so not interesting for this, well, that's... For this interview. <laughs> I am well, not a game. You're doing great. I am not a game-minded person. I will play your games. I enjoy <laughs> games. Um, I just am not a creative mind to think that way. Uh here oh this this is a good one this is a good one you ready uh do you think there need to be more women game designers i think that would be awesome uh, and uh in if you feel they're lacking and i'll tell you that they're lacking there's well a, there's, i can tell yeah. that just from who you talk about right yeah um but yeah i think it would be great to see more women game designers obviously as i said that's not me <laughs> right um but, you know, I think about, like, our daughter and things she might aspire to be someday. And you mean other than Batgirl? Right. <laughs> right. I think a game designer might be a safer profession <laughs> than for Batgirl. her than Batgirl. <laughs> um, but. Cool. Yeah. All right. Any thoughts on why there aren't enough, why there aren't? As many girls in game design? That's the other part of his of that of that question. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that or not. I don't know. Do okay. you have? Why do you think there's not enough women? Um, <clears throat> you know that's a so that's a that's a great uh, question. Um, so I know a few women designers. I mean, last year's Iron Design Championship was a woman, which is pretty awesome. First woman to compete, first woman to win, Nicole uh, Amato, uh, and she's awesome. Um, you know, I it certainly isn't for lack of players because there's lots of girls that play. Um, you know, I my gut tells me, and I and this makes me very sad, but that it wasn't always welcoming for women, right? Because it was kind of a guy's hobby is how people saw it. Like guys played because as kids. When we were kids, more guys played games, serious games, you know, Dungeons and Dragons and stuff than girls did, at least in the communities I was a part of, right? Um, and I think that as people grew up, those guys were already into games. And when the board game industry started to grow, they were your easy people that transitioned into that. Um, and there were less girls. Well, I could I could see why, thinking of some of those guys, why they maybe didn't feel as welcome in the beginning. Um, yeah. And I, 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 I don't know if that's true. Uh, it's sad if that is true. Um, but I do know that the game design community has become one of the most welcoming communities. Uh, in general, there are some rotten eggs out there. Um, and I'm not talking about Matt Riddle. I'm talking about like actual rotten eggs, like people who are just hard to deal with uh, for men and for women. But, um, but other than that, you know, I do think that it's, I think that it's growing. Um, I can think off the top of my head of four or five women game designers and, and in two years ago, I could have thought of one, Nicole, <laughs> because she's the one I knew personally. Um, so, so yeah, I think that's that's my thoughts on that for what they're worth. Um, 
Uh, well, this one you've already answered. What type of games do you prefer? Casual games. Um, and can we say quasi casual? Sure, that works. Quasi casual. I'm good with that. So I, I was actually thinking as you were as uh, we were talking to this just a minute ago, and I was reading ahead of the questions. Your kind of ideal publishing company is like a green couch games, right? Like Katarski's company, right? Like they're doing stuff that's casual, but still has some strategy yeah. baked into it. So like best treehouse ever. There's yeah, a game you absolutely fun. love, right? Um, <clears throat> you know, so those types of games I feel like are very Simple much strategy. Simple strategy. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Casual strategy even. There you <laughs> so, go. Right. You just um, say casual games makes right. me sound like I'm playing like war or something. <laughs> I don't know. That would actually be a classic game. But, Sorry, uh, <laughs> I'm not up on the lingo. Um, once again, do you have any games you want to do? No. Uh, so so this this one, and I'll give you a little context for this. There's no context for this question. This is from HGL. I don't even know who HGL is. Um, uh, but the question is, what's your dream game? So like, if you could have a game about anything... Or with a type of game, what what would that be for you? Like it just exists and you can play it. Well, I like games where you're building something. Okay. Um, which is why I think I like, you mentioned the tree, best treehouse ever, Settlers of Catan, those kinds of things. You like Saloon Tycoon. We yeah. played that. Yep. You're building something. So I think in my ideal game, I might be building something. Um my hobby is cooking, so perhaps it could be building or something where you're cooking something, like a yeah. recipe building game. I don't know. Yeah, kind yeah. of like what? what's the um, game where you're building the sushi rolls? Oh, Wasabi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Designed by our buddy Josh Capel and Illustrated. It's funny. I met him. He's uh, the uh, He works with Kids Table Gaming, so he did all the stuff, the artwork for... Um, Food Fighters and the Picnic, Ants Picnic game, which I suddenly can't remember the name of. Uh, but yeah, so anyways, uh, turns out we like he's good friends with Mark Spector and he works with Mark. And yeah, it's just funny that we know the guy that did that now that so long ago. Um, all right. This is a great question because it's not gaming related, but it's fantastic. I'm really excited about this question. This is also from HGL. If you were to start a podcast what would it be about? I think it would be about cooking. Yeah. Awesome. That's That makes sense. You're I, very into cooking. I enjoy so. cooking. I enjoy recipes and trying new things. And, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like that market's very saturated, so I'd have to yes. think about something that was different and unique. I don't know what that would be. Maybe it could be a gaming recipe <laughs> podcast. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could make a game-inspired, uh, you know. Um, oh, you know, instead of like wine and cheese pairing, it could be like recipe and game pairing. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's not so bad. So like that's if you're playing Settlers of Catan, you should enjoy this delicious dish. <laughs> nice, nice. That actually, uh, yeah, I, there's a blog. I don't. They don't do that, but there's a, there's a guy who used to blog about games who was also a chef, but I don't know that he... I don't think he ever blogged about them together. It was always one or the other. So I met that guy one time. Yeah. But yeah, that that's a fantastic idea. I love that. And uh, this is also a really, really good one. This is the last one we've got. Um, and this is from Neil Robert. 
uh, who is Potted Meat is his name on Twitter, which is a terrible, terrible Twitter handle, uh, Neil. Never understood that. Um, How do you feel about game design being a possible hobby for your son as he gets older? And then he said in parentheses, assuming that game design kit works out. So I'm assuming everyone knows what the game design kit is. Yes. Yeah. We talked about that for Christmas. Yeah. You got to, we built him a game design kit for Christmas. I think it's terrific. Um, One of the things I actually thought about after we concluded our conversation about family game night that I like about it is um, he's very into designing games right now. Mm -hmm. He's just very creative. I love that it brings out that sort of creative side in him. Um, so I think it's fantastic. Um, uh, I would love to see him continue to show an interest in this. I think it's great that it's something you can do together, um, Mm -hmm. you know, eventually going to conventions together and all that kind of thing. So I would love to see him continue into his game designing hobby. Awesome. No, me too. Me too. I think it's. Uh, I think it's a really good way to use your brain and uh, especially at his age. I mean, he's five and like he has decently coherent ideas about board games, uh, which is impressive for a five year old. Well, you're you're a person who needs some sort of creative outlet, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, whether it's game design or you've done movies or writing Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. You're just a kind of person that creates that craves that creative outlet and i can mm-hmm. see him being the same thing yeah i so, me too um yeah his brain just works and yours too just works in a way that mine does not <laughs> i'm not creative in that way um i en- enjoy creative things i just right right just don't think that Josiah way. and I are both really into problem solving. Yeah. Um, and our daughter. I am not into problem solving. And then our daughter is like, she's never been a problem. She can't punch in the face. So, you know, she'll be in prison someday. It'll be great. Um, she's going to have a parole officer. She's three, but it's cool. We're, we're predicting her future. I'll bail you out, honey. It's okay. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that is all the questions. So you've you've succeeded. You've made it through the uh the entire uh show so you know one of the things we we didn't talk about and i don't know if you want to talk about this at all but i I will let you end by talking about this because i was gonna give out your twitter handle um that's something we always do with guests uh and you are at sa slingerland just like i'm at ja slingerland um and uh i was gonna say oh you're this is what you're gonna hear about if you if you follow her but so what do you do in your day job that's not something that we talked about. I mean, it's funny because we don't ask game designers that question because um, we just don't care uh, because we're talking about game design. But what do you do? You want to do you want to mention what you do at all or no? Sure. So if you do follow me on Twitter, you will probably see me posting things about um, hunger and sustainability and sustainable agriculture and all of that kind of thing uh, because uh, I work for a large food company and mm-hmm. the philanthropy team. So I support all of our corporate giving initiatives um, in the U.S. and across the globe and also work very closely with our sustainability team on our sustainable agriculture initiative. So if you're really interested in things that are happening um, 
in the hunger space, which is interesting times right now with um, potential changes coming to SNAP and all of that kind of stuff that support critical programs to help feed kids. Um, you can look me up. I'm not always consistent right. on Twitter. I'd really try, but... It's hard. I'm not consistent I just don't either. think about it. I don't know right. why. Um, but that's ten, that's tends to be what I use my Twitter yep. handle for, is that kind of engagement versus more personal things that I would put on Facebook. Right, right, right. So, no, and I, I certainly, you, since you started that, because you've been with this company for a long time, but you just finally moved into this role. Um, and since you've done that, uh, I know that we've both become way more aware socially of what's going on and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it, you're, like you said, it's a very interesting time and it's a, uh, a tough time uh, to be really paying attention to this stuff. And so it's just it's hard for me to wrap my head around, um, particularly when it comes to children. Like, I don't want to be all, be all depressing on your show, but, you know, when it comes to children who literally have no control over their circumstances, um, to say that we're going to cut funding for programs that where they literally get their only meal. I mean, I've been to schools where teachers and administrators tell me that the only time the kids eat is when they have breakfast and lunch at school. Right. Yeah. Um, and that is just unfathomable to me and why we wouldn't do everything we can to support yeah those children so yeah anyway i agree so yeah so on that note uh go donate to a charity get some food for some kids who can't afford it uh yeah well no but thank you this has been this has been really i hope it's been interesting yeah i think it's been great so uh i mean i'm biased but uh you know hey the builders listen to rob and i talk about whatever we feel like all week i mean every week uh one time we did a show where we literally just answered questions from that game, Go to the Head of the Class, that you and I used to play. Like, that was the entire show. We had a we trivia contest. We should have contest. done something like <laughs> we that. We should have done that. You and I used to play that game hardcore. Yeah, we did. So, um, well, if we're ever back on the show, maybe that's what we'll do. Um, so, anyways, uh, but thank you I'm for being I'm surprised when I get asked more <clears throat> embarrassing questions. I'm shocked. I actually said tonight when I tweeted, like, feel free to ask embarrassing questions about me. She'll tell you. And they didn't. So um, just tweet me at Swingerland, <laughs> and I'll answer your embarrassing question. Nice, nice. When she gets around to it. So uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it might take me a couple weeks. So <clears throat> Fair enough. I'm not always on Twitter. Cool. All right. Well, all right. Thanks again, and uh, thank you, builders out there, for listening to our show uh, this week. Uh, join us again next week. Rob will theoretically be back in the studio with me next week. Uh, we're recording next couple episodes and then coming up soon after that will be episode 300. That's super exciting. Uh, and a milestone we frankly never thought we'd even get close to. Um, so anyways, you can uh, contact me, as I said, at, at Slingerland. Stephanie is at S.A. Slingerland. Rob is at, is po- uh, at poorly underscore designed. And uh, the podcast is at Podcast BTG. You can call us at 770-TELL-BTG. You can like us on Facebook. You can like us on iTunes. Give us five stars on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all those places where we pop up. And uh, you can always email us if you'd like at buildingthegamepodcast uh, at gmail.com or check out our website at buildingthegamepodcast.com where you can buy our games. Uh, And I think that is everything. So uh, everybody uh, have a good night.
Shot! Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and Poorly Designed Studios. All of the ideas presented by Rob and Jason are property of the Building the Game podcast.